0: Welcome to Career Tools. This week, how to handle an annual review when you're looking to get promoted. Here we go. Folks, we're going to mention our career management document in this podcast, and that's a reminder then that your resume ought to be up to date. Many of you have really bad resumes. We don't mean that as a negative. We're just being honest. We see them. We don't like them. We we know why you're not getting opportunities. Please consider purchasing our resume workbook over 50 pages of excruciating detail about how to handle every line in your resume and how to make it one page as well. Okay, Wendy, when you showed me this cast a while ago, you were a little uncertain and I loved it because it brought up the huge issue that annual reviews are not passive events. And there's just this huge leap that one can make when you realize you're not walking in there to just be told some things.
1: Yeah. You don't walk in there, get told, get your manager tells you how you're doing. You sign the piece of paper and leave and it's a kind of, it's the hour in the year of you talking about your performance and your your ambitions with your manager and it's all one way and that's not how it should be. Yeah.
0: And I would even argue that the whole ambitions thing, I don't think that many people are necessarily talking about ambitions, uh, particularly, of course, if they work for bad managers. But look, promotions and pay raises don't just happen, folks. People don't get better jobs or titles or perks because they turn up every day. We hate to say it, but the days when seniority meant something are gone. If you want a promotion, you need to think of it as at least an 18-month campaign and one of the steps in the process of the annual review. Okay, so what do we wanna share, Wendy? Okay, so
1: first you wanna make sure that they know you want to be promoted. Second is ask if you're ready, and third, ask what else you need.
0: Yeah, good. Okay, so make sure they know you want to be promoted. I think most people probably get that, although there are a lot of people who, like me, when I was young, I don't, I don't know if you ever felt this way, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about it, that, oh, I'm not going to play politics, I'm not going to wor- worry about relationships, I'm just going to put my head down, I'm going to do good work, and over the long run, I'm going to win.
1: Yeah, I I I think when I was young young, when, between 20 and 30, I didn't have any ambition. I just I bounced from temp job to temp job and the and the challenge kept me kept me interested. Right. Um but as soon as I worked in a in a, in a company which was IBM, um, <laughs> I I could see it happening around me and and uh, I remember going to lunch with a very good friend and and sitting there and going, "What is that guy doing that he's had three promotions in 3 years?" And we're just watching it and and trying to analyze it and getting nowhere because we just couldn't and I didn't know what I know now. But this is one of the things. People knew he was good and people knew that he was ambitious.
0: Right. And guys, ambitious has a taint today, a tinge of negativity. And if you have some ambition, we, we would like to absolve you of that taint. It's inappropriate. Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Larry Ellison... Every winning team has ambitions. It's a drive to win, a drive to make things better. Now, we don't want you to get promoted because you just want to get promoted because you want to make more money. We want you to get promoted because you're the best person for the job and because the organization believes you're going to lead to a greater organization. More people in positions with more authority over more of the organization will benefit. So, sorry, I could talk about this forever, Wendy. I just feel like there's a whole different meme in the world than there was 50 years ago about this. And I feel like young people are being, are being misled about it. And look, some of it is, well, I want to be cool. I don't want, you know, it's not cool to strive. Folks, it absolutely is cool to strive.
1: It's funny that you think that's disappeared because that's one thing we're always told. The outside world is told about Amer- about Americans is that you can be anything you want to be as long as you work hard enough. Anybody can be president. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you're right. It's it's not as it's not as strong as we think it is from from the outside.
0: Right, and I think people want to get ahead without appearing to try. It's a it's a, it's a business form of sprezzatura, which is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are so few people who have that combination of elan and wicked smarts and people skills and so on. I wouldn't dare to try it. Well, actually I did when I was 22 <laughs> and I learned it's not the right way to go. Okay, your boss should know what your ambitions are, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, and your boss should should if if we could impose a moral imperative on your boss they should know what you're good at and what opportunities there are and what would you'd be a good fit for and they should be telling you those things and they should be guiding you into you know hey i think you'd be good at this this and this is only one of those particularly appealing to you and i'll put you on a project that will give you the skills that you need yeah but they should but often should. they don't <laughs> right yeah. yeah but often they're not and sometimes it's our fault sometimes some of us play our cl- cards close to our chest. Some of us don't want to tell someone, yeah, but we don't want to put our head above, above the parapet and say, hey, I really want to be a project manager.
0: Oh, the, the classic putting our head above a parapet national phrase is the Aussies own yes. that one, the tall poppy syndrome. Absolutely. Um, if you don't know what that is, folks, well, I don't want to take too long today. I could go on and on about this topic, so you should Google tall poppy syndrome. Our Aussie friends, who I'm going to see in a few months, absolutely Love that phrase. Um, So, yeah, and it's not always our boss's fault that they don't know. It's also, look, if you don't have a great boss, he or she may not know how the organization works and so on. They were promoted because they were the best software developer, and they don't really understand. Everybody knew they were the best, and they had hinted that they wouldn't say no to a promotion. But they really don't understand how things work. Okay, so let's drive to annual reviews.
1: So we've said before that the annual review system is for the company, it's not for you. Yes. It's, it's not aimed at helping you, it's aimed at the, for the company to analyse their workforce and decide where everybody is and how they should pay them and so that they have a bunch of paperwork. And they're also backwards looking. I don't think I've ever sat in an annual review that they said, hey, we predict that you're gonna do this in the next year.
0: Yeah, they're backwards looking from the standpoint of the direct, but what's interesting is annual reviews are for the company. That was the first line here. And that's actually a forward looking thing. It's about succession planning for the future. And so what happens is that passiveness comes from our perception when, in fact, the fundamental principle, the system, the process is designed to be forward looking we 've just made it passive
1: yeah, so you 're sitting there thinking it's a report of what's been done and the, and the manager is possibly thinking that too, but the organization as a whole, when all of those things get put together and sent to h r you know they look at okay, where are all our top performers, and what are we going to do with them in the next five years and when they look at the the list of top performers, what they look at is The paragraph at the bottom that says, this is what I want to achieve in the next year, which you think nothing of and just kind of fill in. Well, the people that are planning do look at that paragraph. And if it says, you know, I'm happy in my role and I want to keep growing, then that's where you're going to stay. Right. So you can actually, you can have a conversation about your annual review. And you can make it two way, and you can discuss what you want in the future. And we we don't say this often enough, and we often get criticised for it. If you don't want to be promoted, that's absolutely fine. Totally good. If you be an individual contributor. Leaders need followers. It's absolutely fine. So don't take this to mean you have that to. You have to. If you don't want to, that's fine.
0: That said, provided you believe you could do the job, the person who um, has more ambition is much more likely to be off the bubble uh, if, in fact, hard times hit um, because we want people who work hard through the bubble. And like it or not, the ambition and working hard are often conflated uh, in ways regarding people's careers. Okay. Now, one of the things you told me before we started was we're not demanding here. Right?
1: No, absolutely. We're not. We're not. We're not demanding. We're saying.
0: It's not. We're not saying it's time I get promoted. I should yeah, get promoted. Yeah. I need. I need I more money because my promoted. mortgage
1: has got bigger, which is a, is a classic. I've just had another kid. I need. I need more money. Um. So you. You're not know, saying I want to be promoted. You're not think, saying I think you're being pro- i I think I should be promoted. You're just saying I would like to be promoted in the future, and I want to know. What kind of things I need to do in order to achieve that? If you've just got an average review, you probably don't want to say, I want to be promoted. But what you want to say is, what do I need to do to get a better result next year? Because you need to be in a one or a two or an above average or an excellent, depending on the rating that you have, in order to have that conversation with your boss. Otherwise, he's going to think you're insane. And if you
0: haven't done this before, because you've been passive, it's totally reasonable to say, you know what? We've had a couple of reviews. I like working here, I want you to know I have ambition, I love to grow, uh, I love an opportunity to be considered for promotion. Now, obviously, if you've just had a great year, you'd say, I'm hoping that my great year and my hints at I have a greater um, greater ambition than just this role uh, put me in the hopper for promotion, or you recognize that that's something that I'd like to be considered for and I'd like to talk about it and work on it. and. Again, it's not, I expect a promotion. It is, I'm making clear to you, I have that ambition. I have that drive. And if you don't like the word ambition, I have a desire to serve more. Because we're not gonna pay you more unless you service more. That's, yeah. that's the nature of managerial economics. Okay, so the fact that you don't demand, of course, makes the, the, the conversation a lot easier. Your boss hasn't doesn't have to feel defensive. And for those of you who are managers, Um, You know we've said many times one of my rules about one of my laws is you don't have to have all the answers And you certainly don't have to have them all right now a lot of managers feel guilty that they don't have the answers And we, we try to dissuade you from that because the fact is no other manager has all the answers And if you're feeling like everybody else knows but you don't you're wrong everybody else doesn't know either and so we know what it feels like to think you're supposed to know and then to have somebody say, well, I want a promotion and going, oh my gosh, what should I say? In fact, 10% of the questions I get are, what should I say? Mm-hmm. And by doing it this way, by not saying I deserve a promotion, but saying I want you to start considering more me for a promotion because I, I have the desire, I've had a good year, I want you to know about my level of interest, that makes the conversation easier and the boss doesn't have to get defensive.
1: In any conversation that you make easier on another person, you get points for.
0: Yeah, provided you get your message across. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the second point you said was ask if you're ready.
1: Yeah. So once, once your boss knows what your ambitions are, the next thing is you want to get him on your side in this campaign. So if he said, you know, you've said, I'd like to be promoted, and, he'd say, and he said, okay, well, let's have a conversation about that. You know, what kind of thing are you thinking about? You, you can say, well... I want to be a project manager. I want to be a program manager. And right now I'm a project manager. Um, do you think I'm ready right now? or and then, and then you can find out, yes, he thinks you're ready, in which case you've skipped maybe a year's worth of the campaign and you can go straight to looking for opportunities right. to be a program manager. Or you, he says, okay, I think you probably need X, Y, and Z, in which case you look for opportunities to learn those skills. And it also gives you an idea of how much he's going to support you in your ambition. If he's kind of wishy-washy about it, then you know that you aren't going to get that much support. And you need it. You need him to be telling other people that you're good. You need him to be telling his boss that you're good.
0: For the standard process to work, you need your boss to do it. That said, we're careful about throwing around the word need, and it will be much harder. You can still get promoted. It's harder, though. It's definitely harder. And something else I want you to consider, guys, most people, when they think about their career, mistakenly picture a bunch of vertical silos in companies, which is funny because people say, oh, I don't wanna work at that company. And then very quickly you understand that silos in large organizations are not just organizational structural decisions, but in fact, a function of how human beings respond to other people with authority over them in an organizational construct. Um, But people start seeing silos and they start seeing pyramids. And in fact, In the last 30 years, one of the great things that's happened to large organizations is the desire to have someone grow and to move laterally as well as vertically so that there's a broad range of skills because companies discovered that when they divisionalized eh, 60, 70, 80 years ago, even more than that, they narrowed people. And when they got to the top, they didn't have the collaborative skills, the relationship skills that were necessary. Thus, many large companies... Um, sclerotica, if you will. But the point of that is, is that there's not just one job, and you don't have to think that it's your boss's job you're going to get promoted into. In fact, if if that's the case, you create a negativity that's not helpful to you. So when we say ask if you're ready, we're not suggesting there's only one job, and it may include. And we'll talk about this in a minute. And what else do you need? It may include you know, a broad swath of other jobs. And if you're 22, 23, 25, 26, maybe even 28 or 30, if you're somebody who hasn't really thought about your career or about your long-term professional ambitions or desires or drives, you're probably fairly unaware of the paths. And I would say even that the paths are not as clearly mapped or paved as they used to be. And be open to that. Don't be surprised if your boss says, well, that, that would mean you'd probably need to go over there. And if that surprises you, play that down. And then in the next few weeks, learn more about the paths. And look, if you get a good response, that's great. And if you don't, it's not the end of the world.
1: It just gives you information, it's not a condemnation of you, it's information about what your boss feels. Yeah,
0: one of my favorite quotes was one from the Cold War, which I hope people won't take this politically, but there was a saying from one of my favorite authors that when America was fighting the Soviet Union that, America is a country of poker players, deal the hand, play the hand, lose the hand, Mm -hmm. play again. Russia, or in this case the Soviet Union, play chess and are pursuing end game. And I think that a lot of young professionals, even even 30-year-old, 40-year-old professionals see every such conversation like this as a poker game that they might win or lose. It is not. It is one of many items in your relationship with your boss and therefore with the organization. If it doesn't turn out quite the way you want, don't see it as a failure. Don't see it as an individual item devoid of the rest of your work and your relationship and your associations and so on. See it as something where it didn't go as well, but it's only one thing. And you could be at some point in the chess game a little bit behind, but you could be playing a longer term game. And if you're always saying, oh gosh, that didn't go well, or, and, and the standard is it didn't go as well as I wanted it to, you're going to end up being emotionally ping-pongy, uh, a little too up and down, back and forth.
1: That's a therapist's term, is it? Oh, I don't, t- emotionally yeah, ping-pongy. ping-pong-y. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I made that up. <laughs> yeah, don't do that to yourself, guys. You're not going to get everything you want. You're going to get a little surprised, particularly in your first conversation, and that's okay. And that's why we recommend the third step, which is what else do you need?
1: Yeah. So even if you're technically ready, you know, there's, you know... (sighs) I'm ready to do this, and I'm over-prepared. And you actually, when, you, when you're when going to step into a new role, it would be better to be over-prepared, because a new role is always something. There's always a dozen things you don't expect.
0: And to be fair, you and your boss would describe your level of readiness completely differently, because he or she is doing the job, and you have not. And bosses forget that that they didn't know the things you don't know, and they assume well, clearly I'm doing this job pretty well. I couldn't have stunk at it for the first six months when in fact they probably did. (laughs) Yeah, okay, good. So readiness, yeah. Readiness, there is no actual correct numerical answer for that.
1: No. No. And there's things you're going to need, like experience in particular kinds of products, projects, projects, yeah. experience with leading bigger teams, cross-departmental experience, or something else, which you can concentrate on while you're waiting for an opportunity to come up. Because that's one of the other things I've, I've seen is people get really ambitious, and then it doesn't happen instantly, yep. and, and it turns yep. them off. And they're like, right, I'm looking for another company. It's like, well... One, Christmas doesn't come the day you want it to come. It always comes on December the 25th. Just because it's June, you can't just give up on it and change companies in an attempt to make December come earlier. You just make work for yourself. That conversation
0: didn't go well, so I need to dust off my resume. In fact, that's the the poker playing thing. Oh, I lost that hand, so now I need to go do something different. Well, no. First of all, your resume ought to be ready anyway, right? Yeah. Um, Okay, so... Surely we're not saying that this is the way you get promoted. It's no guarantee. No, not nothing.
1: And, and bosses are people too, and people say nice things to make difficult conversations easier. Everybody does. There might not be a vacancy. Like, the yeah. company's circumstances might change. Your circumstances might change. You might get a new boss who has a whole different idea of what you need to do. And that's where your chess analogy kind of comes in, right? So they've made a move and it stymied the move that you were going to make. So now, like, just what are you like, going to do? Okay, like re- regroup. What what can I do now? What, what moves do I still have on this chessboard?
0: Yeah, and generally speaking, it's been my experience. And, and guys, this is a personal comment, but it's been my experience that as you get older, you become more comfortable with strategy with 10 or 15 steps to get where you need to go. And if you're hearing this and you're 25 or 30 and you get frustrated, you get a little emotional that things aren't going the way they need to, pause a little bit. You know keep your powder dry um, discretion is the better part of valor easy back off now you may wait a couple of days and then say okay I've tried five or six times to convince this boss he gives me no indication okay that's a different thing and maybe you need to reach out to your to your network and warm your network up but if you're focused on gaining more experience demonstrating more skills you're growing with a company and of course if you're not doing that you're going backwards and it's okay to have a conversation like this that doesn't go great. The first time you do it, you're going to stink at it because that's the that's the human condition. So maybe what you ought to do is go, okay, at my six-month review or next year, I'm going to say, I'd like to bring it up again. Actually, we wouldn't recommend you wait until the annual review. The only time to talk about this is not once a year because if you ask twice and it doesn't go well, many of you would probably say, okay, I'm getting a clear sign. And it may, in fact, just be, again, that your boss is not, politically savvy enough and strategic enough to know what's going on and how to get things done for you
1: we mentioned this right at the beginning but every time that you get some more experience or you demonstrate more skills there's something that you have as an achievement that you wouldn't have had before make sure it goes on your career management document so that you can put it on your resume if you decide that your resume and and a new job is the only way to go
0: yeah it's 10 minutes once a quarter guys to have a totally correct accurate career management document that then you can call from to create a one-page resume. It's too smart not to do. Okay, wrap us up, Winnie.
1: Okay, so the actions were make sure they know you want to be promoted, ask if you're ready, and ask what else do you need. And promotions are campaigns. You need a strategy, and the first thing you need to do is let the right people know that you want a promotion, and then make sure that You have the skills to prosper in that position. And there's no silver bullet. It's not a fast thing. It's a slow, hard work, get there in time. Yeah,
0: don't expect it to be fast. Expect it to be hard work. That's okay. Um, Heaven knows how to put a price on its goods. Everybody wants to get to heaven, but nobody wants to die. If you're going to get the ultimate joy, you're going to pay the ultimate sacrifice. If it were cheap, everybody would be doing it. It's not. And it's worthwhile, particularly if you have some of the ethical leanings that we've recommended you have over the years to care for people and to help the organization, because you work at an ethical place that serves society. That'd be pretty great to be in a position of greater responsibility, doing more for the society we all live in. Okay. Thanks, Wendy.
1: Thanks. Bye, everyone.
0: Thanks, everybody. Hope you learned the lesson that annual reviews are not. Passive events. See you next week.